Hi everyone and welcome to My Unfiltered Twenties. A podcast about the ups and downs, highs and lows and realities of life in your twenties. By me, Abby Parker. And me, Lucy Martin. Thank you to everyone who listens to us every week and hello, hello to any of our new listeners. We're really keen to have special guests on in the coming weeks so if you've got anything you'd like to talk about please drop us a message or email us at myunfilteredtwenties at gmail.com and we'd be really happy to have you on to talk about literally anything you want to talk about. Next week, we're going to have a ball film editor and one of our friends, James Palmer, on to talk about veganism and having a plant-based diet. So just to give you an idea of what's to come. This week, we thought we'd talk all about music. We're going to be exploring some of our favourite albums of all time, best concerts we've been to and how important music is in our lives. We'd really love you guys to get involved in the podcast as much as you can. So tell us your favourite albums and songs. I'll be putting out polls and questions tomorrow across our socials for you to share your favourite music with us. Got a different opinion about any of the albums or artists we've talked about? Let us know. So let's get started. Uh, we thought it would be cool if each week we mentioned a few stories that have been impacting people in their 20s. Um, so what's been in the news this week, Luz? Okay, so I saw an article on the BBC, which I thought was very interesting. We'll leave all the articles we talk about in the description or whatever. Um, But it was about how loneliness has reached a record high during this second national lockdown. And like 4.2 million people said that they felt always or often lonely. And I thought this related a lot to what we talked about last week. This year has been very difficult for lots of people and it is a challenge to be in lockdown right now. Obviously... There's been a few articles about how it's more difficult to exercise and, you know, people that work all day can't exactly go out for a walk in the dark if they yeah. don't live in a safe area and stuff. So um, please utilise any of the resources that we mentioned last week and just reach out to people if you're feeling lonely or struggling. I think a lot of what we said last week about how being in student accommodation, especially when um, you don't have that much room and obviously as it's getting darker, it's more difficult to exercise and go for a walk and stuff. So, yeah. Well, that was an interesting article yeah definitely yeah I think it's getting easier now because we're what well, I think we're over halfway through it right mm-hmm. just about mm-hmm. so less less to go than we've done Wee. and <laughs> yeah and there's hope you know two vaccines that are looking hopeful mm-hmm. um the Russian one we're not going to acknowledge <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> I think the whole world went sure <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, it's looking, looking up, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Another thing we saw that we thought was really interesting was how music venues and clubs and all that kind of stuff would be affected if there was a vaccine Mm -hmm. that was like widely available next year. Um, so this, this Vice article kind of talks about how it more focuses on, um, like rapid testing mm. so they're saying that hypothetically if you're trying to get into a club they might do testing on the door imagine how chaotic um, that would be just imagine for a second you've just prayed you're all absolutely freezing with no jackets on because you refuse to play for the coat room stood in a queue with hundreds of other students who are also drunk all the rugby societies the, the sports societies which are bad enough mm. and then they te- they send out a load of covid tests imagine the chaos because, I mean, are they going to have bouncers do it? Are you going to do it? Because there's no way I could... Because I've had a test, so I know what it's like. There's yeah. no way I could do that if I... If, alone, first When of you're all. drunk. Second of all, if I was drinking. <laughs> and then what you've got, like, your nose... Mm-hmm. I think... A little achy afterwards, and then you're like, oh, get where? I think like, the rapid ones are different. I think they're ones that you spit into, I think. Well, that's that's even more chaotic. Could you imagine? Just spitting on each other. Yeah, I know. It would <laughs> be like, Lucy, hold me. <laughs> I think I saw... Because I, I know that, that um, in, like, Liverpool and Nottingham yeah. and I think Birmingham, they've launched these, like, trials to get everybody tested. And I think they used the rapid test there. And I think on the briefing a few weeks ago, he demonstrated how you use it. And it's, like, a little, like, sort of, like, stick, I think. And then you just spit yeah. into it. I think. I don't know. But... Obviously, they're easier to use, but <laughs> still chaotic. Yeah. And then how how are they going to know who, which test belongs to who? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. How are they going to turn people away? It's bad enough how rowdy people get when they're too drunk to get into a club and they're turned away. Imagine being turned away because you've got COVID. 
But also, if you've been positive and you've stood in a queue... Yeah, exactly. Then what, do they have to close the whole club down? Because <laughs> you've already let people in that have been standing next to them in yeah, the queue. Yeah, that's true. A bit of a logistical nightmare, to be honest. Also, they're saying that, like, obviously, one of the issues is, is going to be that... Um, they're going to have to like hire more people won't be on the door and mm. they're going to have to pay for all these tests. So especially for smaller venues, it might not be like mm. financially viable. So then uh, the ticket price is going to skyrocket. Yeah, that's true. All this kind of stuff. I guess at least it's like a bit hopeful and at least they're like thinking about things and there's things that they can do. But I think realistically until everybody's vaccinated or as many people are vaccinated yeah. as possible, I don't think we're going to be able to go to a club no Casper for us. No, I know. As soon as I got my head around, actually, this is not going to be over by the end of June, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, no, the clubs are just not going to be a thing for mm. a, a while, you know? Mm-hmm. So, we can cope. But to be fair, I would go... Yeah, exactly. But even if when they started reopening, I would definitely go to, like, a like a bar club type of thing and sit at a table and just... Yeah, yeah just stay in one place but we like what yeah exactly. i don't know i used to prefer bar crawls to going out to clubs anyway like i i don't i prefer just going for like drinks in different places to be honest right i don't think i've ever been on like a full bar crawl like start to end oh my god me and alex need to do one imagine that. Yeah. i don't think we make the thing it i don't want to go with like a massive group of people who like i don't really know yeah okay but we we would be good we wouldn't make it past like three places. We would literally, <laughs> we'd literally go to two, and then either just stay there, yeah, or just be like, oh, let's just carry on drinking at home. Don't you remember last year when we were going to go on a bar crawl in inverted yeah. commas, and then we ended up at the old library, and we were trying to find karaoke, and then nowhere would let us in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, karaoke at old library was good. I <laughs> know it was just the like two like, times I've been crackheads like. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's great. And then they, someone put the climb on my money, sorry, and we just completely <laughs> took over. We were like, yeah, I know you're singing, but like we're going to scream this at the top of our lungs. Oh, I miss that now. I know. Because it's like, as well, there wasn't a stage, so whoever would be singing would just be singing, like, in the middle of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the stories that we've seen in the news this week. How was your week generally, Abby? What have you been up to? What have you been watching, reading? I won't say listening to because we're going to talk about that later. But yeah. Um. So I watched, first of all, I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Nice. Right? Which I did see, I think, at the end of first year. and then, But it's just been released on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend wanted to watch it again. So we watched it and I was like, I did not remember how incredible this was. Is it good? It was really good. I really liked it. I really liked just the, like, the colour palettes Mm. and the, just the way it was animated was just so cool. It was literally, I mean, I know it is a comic book to life, that's the whole concept, but they really nailed it. It Mm. was really good. I was like, wow. Because the story was good. I think I liked the fact that because it's like a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the it, that's how it's like based or whatever. So there isn't one true Spider-Man. So I think, because I think there's a lot of people, right, that are like, no, Spider-Man is white, you know? Right. He, he is, and I'm like, well, he's a fictional character, but sure. <laughs> yeah, and he wears a mask <laughs> anyway, so what are you on about? <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, Andrew Garfield, excuse me. <laughs> and then, no, but then, to, so... I think they avoided that criticism. Right, right. Because it was like a multiverse and they were like, he is just a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then they also had, have an anime spider, oh spider girl. Spider girl. <laughs> and a spider pig. Incredible. Which is a funny reference. To Simpsons. I, it was just very clever. The whole thing was really good. I've watched a bit of it. I think I got up to, you know, when he's like singing Sunflower. When he's... What, I'm in the first 10 seconds? <laughs> okay i've only watched 10 seconds of it he does sing it twice actually he sings it when like peter parker yeah he's like trying to teach him 
and he's like just relax just relax and then he's like how do you relax and then he's like sunflower okay no i've only seen 10 seconds of it then <laughs> wow i think we put well, it on it's a good 10 seconds before and then like something else happened or something came up or like had to do something yeah. else but i do want to watch it definitely mm. it's easy now it's on netflix yeah exactly what about you um well you know what i'm gonna say because we talk about it every week every week the crown came out on sunday i finished the whole series on sunday wow just wow <laughs> best season yet i have to say i know you haven't watched it all not gonna spoil it for anybody okay but i've only watched three episodes and what are your thoughts so far incredible insightful mm-hmm. it is i do wonder like do they know that is that, you know, yeah, know. they're getting more bold, I think. Mm, because definitely. in the first series, they were, like, hinting at things. Like, no, that didn't happen. Wink. But <laughs> now they're like, yeah, this happened. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Apparently, did you know they've already announced the next cast? I saw an article and I was like, is that speculation or is that true? It's true. Wow. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it, though. I haven't seen who has been I, cast. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. So, um, Imelda Staunton... Who right. is Umbridge in Harry Potter? Uh huh. Is the Queen. Mm, interesting. Um, I don't know her name, but she's the woman in Tenet. Is Diana? Okay. Um, I can't remember anyone else. There's no one really famous, which I was. Should I have surprised a quick look? Yeah, have a quick look. But Emma Corrin, who the, who's playing Diana, apparently, I, I've watched a few interviews that she's done because I think she's really cool she wasn't auditioning for Diana she was paid to read with the guy who plays Charles so they paid her like for the day to read the other part while people were were auditioning for Charles and then when they were hearing mm. her read this part they were like oh my god so they asked her to read really? it really yeah. what the girl that's Diana now yeah wow like she wasn't even auditioning for it she was just there like paid like bought in for the day to read the part for the Charles but, auditions and then they were like oh my god this girl's incredible she literally looks I know like it's weird isn't it yeah the voice as well is crazy yeah the mannerisms yeah have you seen the scene with the with Edge of 17 when it's playing and she's in the taxi I think it's early on I think it might be in like the second episode when she's like they're driving around like we're booking in palaces and she's in the taxi and she's like living a life before she when she's like out the window like, yeah, yeah 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 i love how they uh, were like oh she's a little like commoner living in earl's court apparently the flat costs like a hundred thousand pounds or something ridiculous well i was like if i was living with my friends i would not be living in an apartment with sconces do you know what i mean like wall sconces like wall lights with like little yeah and I was like, and all, all these like expensive curtains, I and I was like, we have, I have a blind that <laughs> is very temperamental. The windows it don't open. open. <laughs> it, exactly, my blind locks, and sometimes <laughs> it decides that it doesn't want to be locked anymore, and will just spring back <laughs> up. That's scary. It is. Oh, it's so good though, the new series. I mean, I didn't realize. Is it, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't think so. Spoiler warning, mm-hmm. even though I don't think it's a spoiler. But they show her bulimia starting a lot I earlier know. than I thought it did. I didn't know that. Not going to lie. I knew she had like mental health issues, but I didn't know she had an eating disorder. Well, because when I watched that BBC... No, the ICV thing about the BBC interview, mm. the infamous one when, you know... Um, they say like oh the tabloids were saying that you had bulimia mm-hmm. is that true and she was like yeah oh and God. i thought it was great because i was like no one talks about eating disorders like that in yeah. the 90s yeah and then for her to be like yeah i had bulimia like i struggled blah 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 but i didn't realize it was that early on like before she'd even married oh. him have you seen the bit yet where she meets camilla yeah that scene i was literally i felt myself on edge because i you know, yeah. imagine what it was like it's horrific, isn't it? Could you imagine being invited to lunch with your by your fiance's ex? I know. I'd be like, it, "What is this? A, is this a death wish? Like, I don't understand why she's this asking me to disgraceful lunch." Disgraceful behaviour from Charles and Camilla, though. 
I'm sorry. I know. And for her to sit there like, Fred or whatever, like, <laughs> wherever it was, Frank, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, everyone, because everyone hates Camilla. Like, even now. Mm. Like, um, before the this eve, the crown even came out, everybody hates Camilla because everybody adored Diana. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for it. Now I'm like, no, I don't. Like, she literally knew that she was married. She knew he was ma- getting married. And then, like, carried on. I don't think so. I know. And I didn't realise how young Diana was. Yeah, I know. That, mm. I saw a tweet and it was, like, a quote of um, Charles describing the first time mm-hmm. he met her when she was 16. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, she was a very, like, intriguing, like, Ooh. attractive 16-year-old. Oh, God. And the comment was just, oh, runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> mm, the way... I was like, oh. Have you seen the bit of Prince Andrew yet? No. Oh, my God. I haven't seen him yet in the series. Okay, just wait. It's like, they, they really, really be, like, not discreet. Like... They're getting bold. I, know. I think if they didn't, though, people would be like, why are you ignoring it? But my mum was like, imagine imagine Harry and William, like, if they watched this series and, like, watching someone that looks strikingly like their mum suffer with bulimia and stuff like that. I don't... I can't... I hope they don't watch it, because I, I, I just think, like, it would be better if they didn't, because they don't... Yeah. They haven't done anything. Like, they, they shouldn't have to see all that stuff between their mum and dad as well. Yeah. I don't think they would, to be honest, because... I don't know. Yeah. As much as they clearly have a lot of information, they're not going to actually know specifically what went down. I don't know. Mm. Also, one thing I didn't like, they've skipped over so much. I know they can't cover everything in British history. They skipped over a whole last prime minister, you know? Oh, really? James Callaghan was prime minister after Wilson before Thatcher. And he's... Everything that happened under right. him is the whole reason for Thatcher. Like, there was this thing called the Winter of Discontent, where basically there was no energy or electric or everyone was on strike. There was bins in the streets in, the 90, the, like, 1978, 1979. And, yeah. like, there was, like, a three-day week. People could only work three days a week. And I was like, this is such a big thing you've just completely skipped over. They could have added an episode on, couldn't they, yeah. and covered that? Because that would have been a good episode. I feel like you can't understand... Because it's not a spoiler, but, like, they talk about the economic problems in Britain later on. I'm like, you can't mm-hmm. understand them unless you look at the winter of discontent. Like, and also... Also, they do... Yeah, go on. That everyone's criticised because they do one episode on the IRA and, obviously, Mountbatten, all of that. Mm. And then they don't talk about it ever again. And I'm like, this... The troubles, oh, that doesn't come up again? No. The troubles were literally through the whole, like, 60s... 70s 80s and 90s and you can't you just don't talk about it again yeah well like, i don't know i just think that's it's weird. weird have you seen to like kind of lighten the mood a bit have you seen the cardi b meme where she's like that's weird that's <laughs> suspicious <laughs> that's my new favorite meme but yeah i thought that was going to be a huge part of the entire series no but it it's wasn't. not i know it's weird because my when we were watching it my mom was like traumatized she was like i remember it was scary because she was yeah exactly she was terrified Mm. her brownies trip got cancelled it was all it was real oh my god (laughs) it is good though the new season great watch it if you start from the beginning's boring of the crown i can't lie i think the first season's so boring Mm. but the the cinematography Mm. is absolutely incredible in Mm -hmm. the crown i love it that's just some of the shots like really simple the one that i remember is when when he goes to visit uh diana's sister yeah and the car all you can see in the shot is the car and then him walking and it's all foggy they do fog so well Mm -hmm. in the crown the fog looks incredible and then when he goes to meet diana it's like the same shot yeah i thought that oh i love it Mm -hmm. i love it right we Uh, won't talk about the crown anymore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it now we're done what what else what else you've been watching so i watched this really really good program documentary on netflix called trial four mm. and it's about i'd never heard of it obviously because i think we're a bit too young but in the 90s in boston this black guy called sean ellis was like arrested and sent to prison and he was in prison for 22 years for killing this police officer 
and the evidence right. was literally not there. He just basically, it was a really, like, crazy story, to be honest. He was being questioned because his cousins, both his cousins had been killed a few days before, and he accidentally put himself in the crime scene for this police officer being killed because he was like, oh, I was in the Walgreens that night buying nappies, and the mm. Walgreens was where the police officer was shot. He was shot outside in his car. Um... But the whole thing was botched. Basically, the police officers were killed and these other three police officers who were doing the investigation were all corrupt and were all dealing drugs, getting money from drug dealers, um, doing really horrible things, awful things. And then it was just like, this guy is still, to this day, Sean Ellis. He was... They dropped the trial, like, last year, but basically they still persist that it was him that did it, so he hasn't been acquitted or anything. And it showed, like, oh I didn't God. know. I thought Boston and Massachusetts as a state was quite progressive. I didn't realise how bad it was. Like, the Boston police, they were basically saying that the Boston Police Department is full of, like, um, Irish people. Or, like... Yeah. Or, like, third, second, third, fourth generation Irish people. All white people. Mm-hmm. White men. And there's a new d- district attorney, and she's a black woman with... She's got, like, her mum's from Barbados and her dad's Irish. But, like... It's really bad. I didn't realise how bad it was. I thought, you know, in those kind of states, I thought things were better. But this poor guy, it's awful. When when was this, the 90s? Yeah, he was arrested in central right. prison in, like, 1993. And then only last year did they say that his trial was... He had four trials for murder. And everyone was a mistrial. Oh. Like, they were like, the, ju- the jury right. couldn't decide. And then the next one... And the the police literally, like forced his girlfriend and his uncle to testify against him but they forced him and so it was literally horrific like so badly handled and stuff and they don't even they haven't even tried to find the real person who killed the police officer yeah but yeah it's crazy it's really good though really good program document it's not like i feel like those programs sometimes can be really sort of like um difficult to watch and stuff yeah. obviously it's it's horrible to watch and it's horrible story and like hope that it never happens to anybody else and horrible for him but like it's it's like watchable and there's nothing mm-hmm. gory really or anything yeah mm. that's good i i think i watched something similar like years ago mm. um i can't remember what it's called i think it's called long shot but i'm not sure because mm. i watched loads of really similar things at the same time so it might not have been called that but it was like a it was like a just like a one-off it wasn't a series it was like just like one documentary mm-hmm. and basically this guy they weren't looking for anyone else they were like this is the guy that did it and he was like no i was a, i was at a baseball game mm-hmm. and he they were like no you weren't and then so his lawyer was like trying to prove that he like sent a text because he was there with his daughter like mm-hmm. he was like no like and then they he sent a text and they it had pinged off three different telephone right okay things so they can do, draw a triangle oh he's somewhere in here but it was like just clipped the stadium and where the murder was so it's he still could have done it kind of thing right okay so they were still trying to like they were still tr- just going after this one guy and then the the lawyer like there had been a film crew there filming this like sitcom in america i can't remember what it was but apparently it was like quite a big one at the time Mm -hmm. and he was like he contacted the like yeah the people that made it and were like i just want all your footage just give me everything i've heard all of the discarded tapes everything and he sat there for hours and hours and hours just watching these tapes and then like weeks and weeks in he finds this clip where like a discarded clip yeah where because his daughter had needed a wee he took her to the toilet yeah and then came back and then they they like moved out of the way so that he could walk down and get into his seat mm-hmm. so and that's all they needed then it proved that he was at the the baseball game and then he got acquitted i've heard about that i don't know how but i, I, I maybe they showed it in incredible the documentary of like one one example or something but yeah right. i've heard about that Wow. I loved that. I mean, I just spoiled the whole thing, but it was it was incredible. <laughs> also, I started watching The Queen's Gambit, which has been, mm. you know, highly... Have you started it? 
No, my mum started watching it. Okay, I don't. I don't know whether to watch it or not. I don't know. It's quite. I can't like. It's, it's quite depressing. The first bit. She's like an orphan in this horrible orphanage, and like they give him mm-hmm. drugs and stuff, and it's not good. Yeah. But then it's kind of interesting. I mean, who thought? Who knew chess could be interesting? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it yet. I've only watched a few episodes. When is it set? Um. I think it's set in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, that kind of time. Because oh, okay. chess was a big thing back then. Mm. In America and yeah. like the USSR as well. Right, okay. Mm. Interesting. So let's get on to the main topic for this week, which is all things music. Exciting. Exciting. So you've got to tell me your top five favourite albums ever. Uh, in no particular order in no particular order because that's too difficult having to choose okay so on my little uh i've just like put together a random list and there are about 15 albums on here um okay good start (laughs) so i'll talk about five and then just give some like what do you call it honorary Um, honorable mentions mm, honorable mentions that's the one Mm -hmm. so what am i going to pick first i think first i'm going to go for Laney by Laney, her debut album. It's like indie pop. Mm. Um, and Laney, they were such a huge obsession. That is the only word for it. <laughs> and basically what made this incredible, this kind of overlaps with like best concerts, right? Because mm-hmm. to this day, I think this is top three concerts I've ever been to. In, I think it was, I was like in year 12. So what, I don't even, how many years ago was that? <laughs> like four years ago. Yeah, I guess. So it was like December 2016. Mm-hmm. So they, they were still, they were still tiny at this point. Um, but me and my sister knew they were on the brink of like blowing up, right? So we were like, this is the last concert that's going to be a small concert. Mm-hmm. So we went to this venue called Concord 2 in Brighton, which is an incredible venue. Because mm-hmm. the state, it's tiny, it's only 600 people. But the stage is, like, really elevated. So wherever you are in the audience, you're going to see That's good. well. Um, and so there was, like, 600 people. We were, like, third or fourth row. And it was it was narrow as well. So we were, like, close. And then I got... <laughs> you know how I was saying, I think it was... Was it last week that I was, like, there aren't many things that I, like, properly fangirl over? Yeah. This was one of their mo- th- those moments. Mm-hmm. I was like hyperventilating <laughs> as the like intro song came on and they were about to come on stage. And then like, um, what they called Les and Jake, mm. the the other two members of Laney come on, and I'm like, wow, this is the moment. This is when the king himself is about to arrive. <laughs> and Paul, then Paul Klein, Paul Klein, yeah, <laughs> Paul Klein comes on stage, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Like I can't go. <laughs> He's got his long curly hair. He's got this massive oversized denim jacket on. I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And it was just, it was just incredible. All the songs were incredible. I didn't realise how, how like few lyrics I knew until I got there. Because I didn't realise he kind of mumbles. So I'm like, there's a bird. And then I'm like, wait, what's he saying? (laughs) I'm like, I can't actually sing along. But it was like incredible. I left the concert. I had like every song they'd ever written stuck in my brain. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Um, at one point he like ties his hair back into a little bun, mm. um, takes his jacket off, gets his electric guitar on, right? <laughs> and then all the lights are like, and he's like backlit. So it's like his silhouette and he's got his guitar and he's just like, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was incredible. So, but that album is like the main thing they played. Okay. So anytime I listen to that, I just think of like the pure joy that Aww, was that concert. That's nice. It's a great like an escape album for me. Do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. just put it on and I just like melt away into like Paul Klein. <laughs> who would you say Lainey are like for anyone that doesn't know who they are? Like who would you compare them to? They are, I think they're just, they are like an, an American version of like 1975. Yeah. Um, but a bit more, a bit more, I don't know, well, now their most recent album's a bit different, but, like, this album yeah. was just a bit more, like, dreamy and, like... Okay. 
chill and stuff. They're not quite as... A bit Lauvy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. They made a song with Love and it's, like, incredible. I love it. <laughs> um, and, like, Paul is very much... Like Harry Styles in the sense that mm. fashion is not, like, a constricted kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, the only thing with Paul Klein is I feel like he, like, tries to be deep. Mm. He, like, tries to be, like, mysterious and, like, cool. <laughs> so he'll, like, tweet something really cryptic and I'm like, that's not cool, Paul. Just yeah. tell me when the album's being released. Like, I don't care. Just drop it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's right. just exactly what, like, the main singers of indie bands are like, though, isn't it? It is true. Like, but he's, like, extreme. Okay. He's, like, that times ten. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you want to do one or should I carry on? Okay, we could do we could do one each. Like, okay. Alternate. Because I need some time to calm down. Okay. <laughs> one of my favourite... Well... Two, I have to say two, because I can't choose between them. Mumford and Sons, either Wilder Mind, which is, I think their second most recent, and Delta, which is mm. the most recent. Again, okay. concert. One of the best concerts mm. I've been to was when I went to see Mumford and Sons in first year with one of my flatmates, and it was mm-hmm. so good. It was like literally full of like middle-aged people. But we, were, we were quite close, because... It was really good the way they did it. It was at the... I can't remember. They changed the name every few years, like, in Birmingham, Barclay Card, LG, NEC, whatever they call it these days. Um, mm-hmm. And the stage was, like, in the middle, in, like, a long strip. And then there's ah. seats up the sides and then standing either side of that. And we were, like, quite close because it was... The way they did the Delta tour was, like, a 360 thing. So mm. they would turn around and stuff. And then... Halfway through, Marcus Mumford is literally running through the crowd, like, singing. And he's sweating. Oh and he's literally just running up and down. And I was like, you know what? Respect to this man. Wow. But, yeah, those two albums are the best. I, Of course, I like old Mumford & Sons. But I think ever since they moved towards a bit more, like, indie rather than folky stuff. And mm. with the electric guitars and stuff, it's really good. I know they're a little problematic as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't... This is what I've heard, so... Maybe I'm not thinking... Yeah, I think I think Winston, yeah. So Winston, I think, who's, like, the banjo guy, is married to someone from Glee. I think I've got the right... I might have the wrong okay. band. And apparently he's a little conservative, but... Right. Well, there was a load of drama with Glee recently, wasn't there? Because one of the black actors was like she was like oh I've, I always felt excluded right, yeah. and they didn't like respect me as much as the rest of the cast and stuff you can imagine to be honest like I feel like there's always been a bit <laughs> with Glee that it's a bit oh right you know and yeah. also it's just weird isn't it like cringe and inappropriate I've never wanted to watch it I used to love it I when l- I was like never watch it. 13 but now I'm like, oh dear. Right, yeah. But That's yeah. understandable. Great albums, Delta and Wild of Mind. Just... Are they like Lumineers vibes? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. To be right. honest, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm. I think just to stay on the indie vibe for a li- just a tiny bit longer, mm-hmm. then I've got to move on because there are so many different things on here. Mm-hmm. I can't just do all of them. But A slash B by Kaleo. Okay. They're only album apparently they're working on another one but where is it yeah well i think well on spotify okay i think they had like eps and stuff which i haven't listened to loads Mm. but a slash b an incredible piece of piece of art let me get it up right i do like i've known i know the songs that you've played so i need to get it up so i know like you know Mm -hmm. i know the ones you're gonna say can't (laughs) think of the names though i know that's what i need to get it up because in first year, I swear we had, like, a Kaleo hype. Like, I, I had... when I Because I do mm-hmm. monthly playlists on Spotify dating back to November 2018. And the ones from wow. first year are literally filled with Kaleo. I love that. Well, because I remember playing one of our flatmates one of their songs and he was like, oh, I know this band. Like, I know another song of theirs. Way Down We Go, right? Yeah. There's the one that's, like, not in English that I like. 
I okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, it's me and my sister pronounce it Voravlovsky. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's one. But that's not how it's pronounced. Because we so this is another one of my favorite concerts ever at mm-hmm. Roundhouse in London, which is an incredible venue, which is actually where they filmed some of the EMA performances, like really? the British artists, like um, what's he called? Young Blood is his performance is for the EMA in Roundhouse. He is from Bradford. No, Stop he's not. It. No, he's not. He's from the other one, Doncaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, the other one. Yeah, we're very similar. No, 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 because I was thinking it's somewhere that one of the One Direction boys is from. (laughs) And I was like, no, not Zane, Louis, Doncaster. Because I watch, I'm weirdly intrigued by him. Mm -hmm. So I watched um, this interview with him because I was like, I I wonder where he's from. And then I was like, I can't, what's that accent? I can't place it. And then one of the questions, because it's like him answering the most Google questions or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, where's he from? And he's like, Doncaster. And I was like, oh my God. We respect that. He's like, don't you forget it. My nan is from Doncaster. Ah. Not my really? mum's mum. My mum's mum's mum. Oh, from okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I wouldn't expect that. Uh-huh. While we're on the subject real quick, mm-hmm. Youngblood's performance at the EMAs, I was like, what's going on? He smashed a guitar. Pure punk vibes, do you know That's what I mean? It. Is he the one with ha- the Halesy one? It's really uncomfortable, that video. Is that not no, your word? No, that's Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, okay, I'm thinking of the wrong Who one. was a rapper from Cleveland, I think. Right. And then he has now turned punk, which I think is the funniest thing ever. But low-key, uh, low I'm a big fan. You really like it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but don't tell anyone. Kept making me listen to it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then... Apparently, I can't remember what, what he said, but he was like, me and Youngblood making music is like the equivalent of... And then he said, an iconic duo, and I was like, that's bold. Let me see who he said. All the pretty girls, that's what I mean. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. See, every song is incredible. Mm-hmm. But just quickly, Machine Young Kelly said that him and Youngblood are the modern day Elton John Stop and Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> And I was like, the audacity, the audacity. <laughs> also, Broken Bones. That was one of my favourite songs ever, when it, like when you showed it me. I think I had it on my playlist for about five months. All, the whole album is incredible. There are no skips. And Save Yourself, no skips. I also like, but I agree. The whole so Save great. Yourself is like in like my top five favourite songs ever. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because they have this music video where they perform it live on a glacier. Because they're mm. Icelandic, yeah, so yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're going to perform on a glacier, why not? Um, another one I'm going to go with is Folklore by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. It's a recent edition, but there's like not a song on that album that isn't a tune. And mm-hmm. I was going to put Taylor in one of my top five artists, but I was like, I can't. There's too many good ones to go on there. But <laughs> you I can't think... fill a spot with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I love Taylor, I don't even care. <laughs> okay. But I, I like, I don't like Lover, the album she did. I like the song Lover. I was going to say, I love that song. But I don't like the album itself. Like, I don't I don't know whether there's any others on there I like, but I, I just, you know, it's not that good. Although it is her first album that she owns, right? Now. Right, okay. And then Reputation, I liked at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a few I like now. Like, I really like Getaway Car and Delicate, but... Folklore just hits different, and because it's like Bon Iver and stuff, love it. Mm. So it has to go in the top five, I think. Okay, so this one's a bit out of left field. Okay. This album called Mansions by Mansions, spelt okay. with a Z. Mansions okay. is a duo made of Black Bear. Do you know Black Bear? I think so, yeah. Okay, disgraceful if not. You'll know he does... His features are elite. There is no one that does features as well as Black Bear. Okay. Um, and Mike Posner. No, who, stop it. I yes. remember him from back in the day. <laughs> you in, think you're cooler back, than me. Yeah. <laughs> and also I took a pill in Ibiza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's his two songs. Well, his two big songs. But they teamed up for this album. And... It's yeah, oh again, no skips. It's incredible. And yeah. it's like a concept album, so they all flow into each other. You can't you can shuffle them, but then you get random like bits that are meant to lead into the next song. Mm. But it's incredible. It's 
I don't even know what genre it would be. It's just, <laughs> it's like kind of, I don't even know. Because when I was younger, I always used to assume that Black Bear was like rap because he collaborated with rappers okay. mostly. But he's not. He's He sings. Interesting. So I don't know. But Black Bear as well on, on his own has some great, some great music. Mm. So answering a few things in one here. The first concert I ever went to was Paolo Nutini. <laughs> 2014, I think, or 2015, no, 2014, in Birmingham. And mm-hmm. I love Paolo. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I just love him. Like, I've always loved his music. Each album is great. So the one, he hasn't released any music since, like, 2014. Um, oh, no. But Caustic Love is the one he did in 2014. It's, like, jazz. Oh. It's kind of jazz. Oh. Jazz alternative, I'd go with. But that's a great album. Okay. And then mm-hmm. anything he did before that was, like, folk indie. Mm-hmm. But he is, like, oh, incredible. And he's just cool as well. Mm. Because he's Scottish as well. Like, just love him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from Paisley in Scotland. He hasn't done any music in a very long time. And it, it's kind of a you meme. You still love him, though. Do love him. The love is strong. Lewis Capaldi loves him as well. Like, he always, like, tweets, like, where's Paolo Nutini and stuff. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Because you had a poster. <clears throat> I did. I did have... I can't remember. I got them from... The, the only time I've ever been to Brighton was in, like, after I finished my A-levels. And mm. there was this poster shop in Brighton, and they had, like, really cool, edgy posters. Mm. And I got two Paolo ones and a Ben Howard one. But I don't know where mm. they are. You just reminded oh, me really? now. And now I'm like, oh, God, where are they? You had them... On your wall in first year. I did. I can't believe you remember that. I, that's, yeah, I don't, apparently I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do another one quickly with that. Every Kingdom was the poster, the Ben Howard poster. It was from the tour mm. for that at the Alexandra Palace, which obviously I didn't go to. I don't even know what that is. Somewhere down south. <gasps> it's London. It's like in the middle, you're just in London and you walk up a hill and there's Alexandra Palace. Wow. It's crazy. I went to a Vampire Weekend concert there and it was amazing. That's that's cool. Mm. But yeah, love Ben Howard. Every Kingdom was like one of the first albums I ever like properly loved. And Ben Howard is incredible indie artist. Again, he doesn't really do that much. Mm. The last one he did was... Oh, it was like Noonday Daydream... Noon Age Daydream or something like that. I think right. that was what the album was called. I can't really remember now. That was a good album. It was like techie. Um, and he's like one of the best guitar players ever. He's really mm-hmm. good. I think I'm gonna have to say "Hot Pink" by Doja Cat. Of course, I'd be surprised if you didn't say one Doja Cat album <laughs> because, yeah, because it's just I st- I haven't there hasn't been a point since its release that I haven't been listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know I just really enjoy it. It's not even because some of the albums that I've like written down or like quite like deep and like mm. oh yeah like there's like more substance to them shall we say mm-hmm. and hot pink isn't that but it's just it just cheers me up and they're Feel just like good. yeah it's like what you would put on and dance around the house to when you're doing random chores when you're home alone mm-hmm. that kind of thing um shall I, i'll do a second one as i'm here okay <laughs> i think i've got to say everybody by logic okay you love Which, logic. Yeah, yeah, I do. This is the only album that I listen and enjoy every single song on. Mm-hmm. Um, and because at the time, it came, I can't remember when it came out. Like 2016, maybe? Right. And it was maybe maybe 2017, I can't remember. But it's 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 like very political the whole thing. But I really love it because it's a concept album, as most of Logic's mm. album albums are. Basically, it starts with this guy called Atom, not Adam, as I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was quite clever. The, the only guy in the universe being called Adam, but no, it's Atom. <laughs> and basically, he dies at the end of the first song. This song called Hallelujah. Okay. A bop. Um, mm-hmm. and he like dies, and he's talking to a god and he's basically like 
one day you're going to become a god but until then you have you can't become a god until you have lived the life of every human that's ever lived okay so he's like until you've walked in everyone's shoes you can't understand the universe that's an interesting concept yeah so then each so each song and each like verse in the songs are all from like a different person's perspective and it's like him living these different lives so he talks about at one point he raps about like being a single mother trying to like feed her kids and Mm. like all this stuff but it's like logic's rapping it but it's like all these different lives and then he goes to his it is it is cool and he goes into his own life because not a lot well I guess people do know because he talks about it a lot Mm -hmm. but he like he didn't have like an easy Mm. upbringing like he was kidnapped and like oh my god he his mum had some weird stuff going on because Mm -hmm. she was like attracted to black men so her his father's a black man Mm -hmm. but she was racist what? So she would call hit. She would call logic racist names, but like you what? know, but it's, it's her son. Yeah. So he, but the, which is why then when I look at logic, I'm like, wow, he's like this has this really positive outlook on life, mm-hmm. even though he's gone through all this because he could have easily like gone another way, mm. you know. So that's everybody the album, and that's why it's called Everybody, right? Because right, that's really cool. Yeah, I love a good concept. Yeah. Do you want to do your last one? Okay. This one's an odd choice. I doubt many people have heard of it, but the album's called Pink Moon, and it's by Nick Drake, who was, like, like a folky sort of singer in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really, like, chilled, like, it's, like, proper, like, calming songs. Mm. And it's just, I don't know, the guitar's good in it and stuff, and I just... It's one of the, like, I can never get bored of the songs on it. And yeah. I don't really know that many other Nick Drake albums. Like, this one's just, like, I've always really liked it. And the music's just, the song's just tunes. Quick fire, favourite artist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, firstly, I've got Say McFly. Because they were the first band, the first music artist, mm-hmm. artists, I was ever obsessed with. Nice. Like, four-year-old me was like, yes, this is, this is what I want. Motion in the ocean, am I right? Yeah, so Motion in the Ocean is the album I've written down. It was my favourite album of theirs. Okay. Um, but I also... Radioactive's a, a great one. Mm-hmm. They're all good. That's why that's why my favourite... They were the first concert I went to. My mum took me when I was like six. <laughs> that's cute. I love... Um, I, don't, I don't really know... I don't really know whether to say... But like... Okay, Jeezy, right? Okay. Uh, was like a huge part of me getting into rap... Okay. Hoodie Allen was as well, but not that Hoodie Allen. Like, he was... He's like a hoodie. It's like a play on words, but he probably doesn't wish he had chosen a different name now. Anyway. But it was like a... What got me into, like, hip-hop and stuff. Um, And then J. Cole Mm -hmm. has some incredible albums. For Your Eyes Only, I love. That's like... He's telling the story of his life. And then the last song... He flips it and he's talking about his best friend's life. Who they had like parallel lives, but then he got into rap, and his friend stayed on the streets and got shot. Oh my god, that's a concept. And then he has one called KOD, which is like, um, about different types of addiction. So every song's like a different addiction. That's mm-hmm. great. How many is that? Three. I guess I've got to say Doja Cat. <laughs> of course. And then I think either Laney or Bad Sons. I think Bad Sun's more consistent. Laney's dropping off a little for me. Okay. Um, but also Honourable Mentions, 1975. Of course. Uh, Kaleo, Amine, all, all great. Right, you go. You go. I, I need to stop talking about it. I think 1975 are on my list, but yeah. worth mentioning that that is the last concert we went to, isn't it? I know. Literally December, right? No, or November. It's February. You're right. It was literally February. Yeah. Oh my it was good though, wasn't it? That was a really good concert. It was good. Oh. They played my favourite song, Four For You. Mm-hmm. They didn't play Paris though. I'm a, I don't think they played Paris. I remember no. being upset. That's a great song. That's one, of the, that's one of the hidden ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. The ones that, I love those ones. Yeah. Great band. Mm-hmm. 
and then Catfish and the Bottle Men. Okay. I didn't discover them until first year of uni, and like Ollie really got me into them. Mm. And then I listened to all of their albums, and all of their songs are great. I haven't listened to them in ages, but I just like. I don't know, they're just, I really like them. I would really like to yeah. see them live as well. They're one of those bands that I would like really like to see live. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mumford & Sons. Obviously, Paolo. Mm-hmm. Ben Howard as well, I don't have to say that. But then, Hosier as well. Right. Hosier has, like, my favourite voice ever from anyone. I think his voice yeah. is incredible. And all of his albums are just, like, I couldn't pick one. He just, you know when he releases an album, it's going to be great. You don't even need to question it. <laughs> and he's just cool as well like a cool guy yeah but yeah can I also just add really quickly at the end because mm-hmm. I've spoken about concept albums I can't talk about concept albums and not talk about Damn by Kendrick Lamar okay because that's incredible because mm-hmm. you can play it backwards and it has a different meaning that's cool I know so I just had to mention that okay wow. so rapid fire what are your recommendations for our listeners for this week so I'm gonna say, um, Spider Verse. Nice, because that's really good. I started watching Avatar this week. Interesting. Which is, which is, it's not, it's not anime. The Last Airbender is it that one? That yeah, yeah, series? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never really, because I knew it wasn't anime, mm-hmm. but it was like anime vibes. But I never, it was literally a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, I remember it. I'd. I know, because we didn't have... I never had Nickelodeon right, or Disney yeah. Channel. Um, but yes, yeah, so I started watching that, so that's, that's good. But I haven't quite like gotten into it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Crown, I guess. Yeah. Have I sold them on yours? That's okay. Good choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go for it. I forgot to talk about earlier that I read Finally Finished Ghosts by Dolly Alderton, which I'd been looking mm. forward to. Spent 15 quid on it in Waltzones. Oh, that one, that one, yeah. And I was really disappointed. Oh dear. I love Dolly, love Dolly's podcast, literally love her journalism, incredible. And I loved her mm-hmm. first book, but this one I just was like, nothing happened. I got to the That's end and I was like, that was a waste of a read, to be honest. So I'd recommend Pandora Sykes, who they do the podcast together, very similar. She oh, okay. has written like a personal essay book called How Do We Know We're Doing It Right? And I've mm. almost finished it. And it's just, like, so good. It's, like, basically all about millennial culture. She uses mm-hmm. a lot of, like, sociological concepts. And <clears throat> this chapter I just read was about, like, Netflix and binge watching. And it's it's non-fiction. Mm. It's not fiction. Um, and that's great. I'd recommend that. <clears throat> that sounds good. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the ninth episode of My Unfiltered 20s. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hear us talk. Remember, if you'd like to come on in the future to talk about anything, we'd love to get you on, have you on, so get in touch. And make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>